Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Welcome to a special edition of the Weather Geeks podcast. I'm joined today by Dr. Rick Nab, hurricane specialist at the Weather Channel and an on-camera meteorologist and one of the top experts in the world on hurricanes. We're here to talk about Category 5 Hurricane Laura as it approaches the U.S. Rick, thank you for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. Hey, Marshall. It's uh, These are sobering times once again, and uh, uh, it's important that we all continue to communicate so we all can uh, keep everybody safe during the storm and what's probably going to be a nasty and lengthy aftermath with this yeah, one. Yes. Yeah, you know, I get these sort of pits in my stomach every now and then with certain storms, and this is one of them. Uh, we've got a Category 4 Hurricane Laura uh, making its way towards the coast somewhere, uh, probably at the Texas-Louisiana border. And one thing that really sort of put this in perspective for me are two things that I've seen out there today, and I'm going to get your thoughts on both of them. One, the National Weather Service and the Hurricane Center saying unsurvivable storm surge in one of its messages. And also the National Weather Service Lake Charles uh, office, they're gone. They've, they've evacuated. What are your thoughts? And, and is that warranted? Well, first of all, the uh, the Weather Service office in Lake Charles, uh, you know, vacating those premises, uh, that's, that's an obvious good idea. I mean, they are uh, squarely within uh, the area uh, that's at great risk for not only the hurricane force winds of a major hurricane, but you can get storm surge that far inland because of the Calcasieu River uh, being a direct line for the salt water to cause flooding there. We saw it happen in Rita. And it could happen uh, even worse. Uh, so, yes, it's, uh, it's good that the Weather Service has these continuity of operations plans so that other offices can take over those forecast responsibilities. And as for the, the, the wording from the National Hurricane Center about the storm surge being unsurvivable, can't argue with that. I mean, we've thought for the longest time that when you get storm surge flooding of about three feet above normally dry ground, that becomes life-threatening. So when you're talking double-digit uh, heights of water above ground that could be as high as 20 feet, and when you again see what has happened in this part of the country in, in storms like Rita and, and others, uh, the only way to uh, survive is to not be there. Yeah, that's a great point. I'm talking to Dr. Rick Nabb from the Weather Channel Hurricane Expert. And I'm, I'm looking at some tweets coming in as we're talking here uh, on Wednesday afternoon, right around 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time. And I see latest drops on indicates a minimum uh, mean sea level pressure of 948 hectopascals or 948 millibars. So this really is an indication that we've seen rapid intensification with Hurricane Laura. Um, what are you most concerned about as you know, leading hurricane expert, former director of the National Hurricane Center, uh, as we are on final approach here with Laura, what, what, what are you most concerned about? Well, I, I would be concerned that people who have waited uh, till late in the game to take this seriously might be running out of time to get out of harm's way. And, and this is not just at the immediate Gulf front. This would be in a lot of places that could be miles, dozens of miles away from 
uh, the Gulf beachfront because uh, of so many different hazards that if people uh, stay where they normally would on a day-to-day basis uh, would be in a life-threatening situation. And that's not just in the areas that are in a storm surge warning. It's people who live in mobile homes or in other structures that are not safe from extreme winds. Um, it is so important that you uh, get to a safe place you know, immediately, uh, as officials have instructed you to do so. Um, and the stronger a hurricane is when it comes ashore, the farther inland the life-threatening winds and and water are going to extend um it is not something you can be out on the roads for it's not something you can be uh trying to to race around and, and do things at the last minute and then could get, get caught in uh in tropical storm conditions and then trees start coming down it's just I just worry that people have waited to the last minute. That's the biggest risk with rapid intensification near landfall is people went to bed with one thing and they're waking up with another thing today. And I hope they have allowed themselves enough time to get done what they have to get done, primarily to save their lives. Agree. You're talking with Dr. Rick Nab. You know, I'm I'm just thinking back here in Georgia, Rick, to Hurricane Michael and how powerful it was. It went through rapid intensification. Uh, We saw the damage there at the coast in Panama City, Mexico Beach and so forth. But then even inland, well inland, because the storm was very powerful and it was moving fairly uh, quickly, uh, we saw a hundred mile per hour gust in southwest Georgia in one of our University of Georgia Mesonet uh, sites. And so I I fear because of the speed, size, and and strength of this storm, as you pointed out, well inland, we're dealing with uh, impacts and rain, wind. I I mean, I I saw something about, you know, hurricane strength winds, you know, very much inland uh, beyond the coast, uh, in addition to the storm surge and tornado challenges and other things that come along with these. Yeah, and I, yeah, and I also, I, I also get concerned uh, not only for the people who would be in the in the path of the core of this major hurricane, but for people who are a little bit farther away from the center that might perceive incorrectly that they don't have a life-threatening situation. And again, this is not going to be exactly like Rita. Every storm is different. However, the ways that we lost lives in Rita. You know, a Cat 3 that came ashore in about this same location were not just flooding. In Lake Charles, there was a flooding fatality um, where there was six feet of water above ground in Lake Charles. It could be higher this time. But there were several people who died in Rita from trees falling onto their homes in the state of Texas, you know, west of where the center came ashore. We lost several people in Beaumont, Texas, in Rita from carbon monoxide poisoning during a power outage. We lost people in a tornado in Mississippi, a rip current in the Florida Panhandle. The hazards go far and wide. And uh, history teaches us that um, you don't have to be anywhere near the center for this to take your life. So uh, we we have to take it seriously for hundreds of miles uh, and for days after where it makes landfall. Yeah, and that, that's a great point. Uh, this, the size of this, this, not only its intensity, but the sheer size of the storm uh, really multiplies those impacts uh, quite a bit. Uh, so we're, again, we're, we're talking about this at about three o'clock Eastern time. Uh, Hurricane Laura likely makes landfall overnight sometime in the early morning hours on, on Thursday. Um, so you've already said, Dr. Nab, that People should be gone by now. And and then this is also amplified by the fact that we're in the middle of a COVID-19 pandemic. And so that just complicates things even more. But 
there is some, I'm seeing some uh, sort of notion that there could be a little bit of uh, shear that it encounters as it gets just close to land. Um, but there's also, on the other side of that, some indications from some data that this thing can go even higher than Cat 4, Cat 5. Um, what is your message for people about Cat 3, Cat 4, Cat 5? I, mean, I think sometimes we can get kind of hung up on those. This is a strong storm, irrespective of its, of its, uh, of its uh, category. Yeah, we have to uh, get used to the almost certain outcome here that a major hurricane is going to make landfall. And anything cat three or, or higher is bad enough. So don't get hung up on exactly what the intensity might be at landfall or exactly where the center might come ashore. We have to get out of the way of this thing, uh, especially in the storm surge prone areas, but also way inland, any flood prone areas, way inland, uh, any structures that are unsafe from wind. And it is, uh, it's going to do its own thing. It, you know, at this point, it's very difficult to pinpoint the intensity at landfall, but uh, it, there's no avoiding, it doesn't seem a major hurricane. And, you know, in, in Marshall, even, <laughs> even if something happens to the inner core and it comes ashore as a large cat too, former major hurricanes are always really, really bad news because they are, they end up getting larger. So uh, it's going to be strong enough and large enough to cause life-threatening wind and water at the coast and inland. You can take that to the bank and we have to use whatever time you have left, depending on where you live to, uh, to get to your safe place for the storm and to have the supplies you need to get through the storm in the aftermath. And don't waste this precious time you have, uh, you know, while the weather is still good enough to make last minute preparations because, you know, time is, is really running out at the coast. But if you live in Arkansas, for example, there's still time for you to take steps to find a safe place to be during the storm, to get supplies, to get through a power outage. And you mentioned the pandemic. Uh, you know, it, that and so many other health reasons mean that some of us might need to take very important steps yes. before the storm arrives to get through a power outage. What if you have uh, a health condition that requires that you uh, have power for life-sustaining medical equipment? What if you have important prescriptions that you can't do without? You know, you've got to get those before the power goes out and, and damage occurs and stores close. I mean, we, we all have to take advantage of the time before the weather gets bad, knowing a really bad storm is coming to do everything we need to do to help ourselves and somebody vulnerable that we know to get through the storm in the aftermath. As we wind down here with this special edition of Weather Geeks, continue to follow and watch the Weather Channel because they're they're all over the storm and they will be through the duration of the storm. I want to, uh, before we get out of here, I want to just sort of ask Dr. Nob here, one of the top experts in the world on hurricanes, put this storm in context, Rick. We're here in late August. We've got, uh, what, the L storm. We're, we're up to L. Uh, we've been breaking records left and right in terms of the, the number of named storms. And it was anticipated to be an active 2020 hurricane season. Uh, I've got really warm waters out there in the Gulf and also in other parts of the hurricane basin. Uh, put this storm and the activity of the season in perspective for us. Well, it, it, it's certainly notable that we are, we're already to the L storm here before September. But I think it's even more uh, concerning how many hurricanes have already made landfall and that we're about to have another late August major hurricane landfall in the Gulf of Mexico. I mean, what, what Laura is doing 
in some ways we've seen happen before this time of year. This is such a dangerous time of year in the Gulf of Mexico historically when you consider the likes of Camille and Harvey and Katrina and so many others that I'm leaving out. You know, it, Katrina, uh, we're coming up on the anniversary of Katrina. Yeah, as a matter of fact. Yes, we are. Uh, so, you know, whenever it's August 20 something, you know, there's an anniversary, uh, seems, uh, or, or August 13th or 17th or 19th. You know, this time of year in the Gulf of Mexico, we've had a lot of really bad storms. And uh, in, a, in a year where the conditions are ripe, for it to be busy and for a lot of hurricanes and major hurricanes. It's, it's unfortunately not a shock that a really big, bad major hurricane is about to come ashore in the Gulf of Mexico in August. But given that we've already had multiple hurricanes make landfall and other storms make landfall, and that we still have September and October to go through, and we have every reason to believe it's going to continue to be busy, there's another wave that's leaving Africa that has a decent chance of developing. Uh, you know, if you haven't been struck yet and you're not in a path of Laura, uh, take this as um, a reminder of how bad things can get and do what you need to do to get, for, get ready for the next storm because we all have a better chance of a better outcome the farther in advance we plan and the farther in advance we help one another. And I think that's where we'll have to end it. But again, keep keep your, um, your channel on the Weather Channel because they're, they're all over the storm. I know they have people all across the Gulf of Mexico uh, in places of impact. And, you know, they've got the experts that can talk you through some of the misinformation that you may be seeing out there. Yeah, so- and Marshall, this is going to be a big time inland event as well. I mean, that's one thing to stress about a major hurricane coming ashore. Obvious, we have big time hazards uh, with, you know, within dozens of miles of the coast, but hundreds of miles from the coast. We're going to have water and wind impacts going up through Arkansas and into the Tennessee and Ohio valleys. And we've seen them uh, do a lot of damage and take lives inland in the past as well. So uh, we, we're going to be talking to people inland just as much as at the coast. That's that's a really great point. I, had, I just, just had a family friend whose son just went out to college in Arkansas uh, just this past week and sort of texting us saying, what should we, t- we be telling our son? And I told them some of the very same things you just mentioned. This is an inland event, a lot of rain, power outages, falling trees, rain, so forth. So Dr. Knapp, thank you as always for joining us on the Weather Geeks podcast. Make sure you're following Dr. Knapp out there in social media. He's pretty easy to find on Twitter and elsewhere and uh, check him out on the Weather Channel as well. I'm Dr. Marshall Shepard from the University of Georgia. Thank you for joining us on Weather Geeks. Mm-hmm.